Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, gerbils, cats, dogs, if you got a ferret and you're getting freaky, live your best life. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. It's your host, Heather McMahon, and we're in week 735 of the quarantine, locked up MSNBC raw style. I'm excited to bring on my guest here in just a second, Jackie Schimmel, who's just a dear friend of mine, truly like in the grand scheme and sense of like what it is to have friends in quote unquote the business. This is just a down ass bitch who I love to giggle with. And I feel like my emotions through quarantine went from, you know, the first two weeks, very panicky, scared. Third week, just angry. It's it's very much so like grieving. Fourth week, I want to eat as much as I can get my fucking hands on. Fifth week, we're back down to a kind of like a weird depression downward spiral. Now I'm up in my sixth week and truly I'm at a Jackie Schimmel level, which is I don't give a fuck. I'm sassy. I've observed a lot of things about myself, about my friends and enemies on the internet. And I just, I think we got to talk about those things because there's a lot of stuff going on and I, I can't handle it. You know, and next week I'll probably get back to exhaustion then the eighth week will be denial again. I'll be in some sort of weird downward spiral on conspiracy theories. And then hopefully by the ninth week, we're out of here. If not, you know, it's back to eating. Really and truly, in any time I've had a grieving situation, it really just kind of bounces back and forth between a food, shovel as much as I can in my mouth, and then back to, I don't know, maybe a little horniness. It, it's unclear. It's unfrigging clear. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank y'all for sending me encouraging messages. And I hope that us being silly and just fucking stupid on this podcast is just giving you a little sense of giggle and a sense of camaraderie because all of my listeners and you guys who call into the podcast, I want you to know that I just feel like we're all in this together because we literally are. Literally the entire universe is in this together. I think instead of making a 2020 vision board of what I want to accomplish because the amount of pressure to get shit done while you're at home in quarantine is to me too much. I think I want to make like a 2021 vision board and just say, fuck it for the rest of this year. So if you're like me, I'm going to marinate on that a bit this weekend. And on next week's episode, I'm going to break down my vision board for you. Because I think that's something that we really need to talk about. I just feel like I need to go back to the drawing board literally and just figure out what are the new goals? Because everything 
that I thought I had control over this year is just poof, gone with the wind. In the words of Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, gone with the wind, but not fabulous. And that's on God. That's what's up. I love each and every one of you. And I guess let's just get into it. Without further ado, please welcome to the Zoom studio in my mom's basement, the one, the only host of the Bitch Bible, Jackie Schimmel. Hey, Jackie Schimmel, how the hell you been? Oh, better than ever, Heather. How the fuck are you? (laughs) Girl, I'm sweating. I've got this sweat going on that I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a shelter pet, right? It's like a like a St. Bernard sitting in a crate at the shelter wondering if they're up on the chopping block. That's where I'm at. How yeah. are you? You know, it's every day is a journey. I think I've fully tapped out on like my delusion quota for the year. You know, at the beginning, I'm like, right. this is great. Like, I'll have time to do all of these things. And, you know, it'd be such great bonding time. And like, as long as we're breathing, we're doing fine. <laughs> like that whole mentality, like where you're just uh-huh. like tunnel vision rose-colored glasses. Let's fucking do this shit. I have come to the other side of the hill and now I'm just a miserable, miserable life ruiner of a human. Barely. I could not agree with you more. For me, I kind of feel like I jinxed my own life. Like I was so busy through last year with touring and then I was doing a lot of traveling and, and work at the beginning of the year. And I'm supposed to be on tour right now. And I literally told Jeff, I was like, God, I would give nothing for just two weeks just to be home to turn my brain off. And then it's like, oh, you're going to be in the house for four and a half months. <laughs> you know, like, it's- I, and, and to me, I feel like I'm getting stir crazy because the amount of pressure that everyone is putting on each other to be fucking proactive and productive. I don't want to be productive. I want to turn my brain off, watch the housewives wearing no underwear and fucking eat DiGiorno. That's what I want to do. I totally agree with you. At the beginning, I was really, really gun ho about like doing all of these things. And last week, I finally just leaned in and was like, you know what? I don't want to fucking work out. I don't want right. to be productive. I don't want to organize my closet. I don't want to paint anything. I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. And if it's this moment in time that we're allowed to be lazy, lifeless fucks, let's do it. Then so be it. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm quarantined currently with my mom and every day she's got a new project, but it's not necessarily a project of anything. Like we're not finishing any projects. Do you feel me? We're Mm -hmm. starting a lot Mm -hmm. and then it's never come in full circle to like actually taking those bags of donated clothes anywhere. They're just becoming a larger pile. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You should see my garage. It's like hoarders. Now, do you, you know, obviously on the Absolutely Not podcast, we are always breaking down. Absolutely not. I can't fucking deal with it. Do you have any like major Absolutely Nots in this moment? Maybe with Andrew, maybe, you know, just life in general. How's Grandma Gloria? Give us the updates. Okay, the updates. My Absolutely Not just is obviously Andrew just in his entirety. He's driving me absolutely crazy. The way he breathes bothers me. The way he blinks bothers mm-hmm. me. The way he chews bothers everything. Even when he does something nice, it bothers me. Right. My absolutely not of quarantine is Emrata because she <laughs> is, I don't have enough words to string along yeah. to properly articulate how angry she makes me. She live streamed her brushing her teeth in a thong. The other day, 
I think, did I text you about it? Or we were just both on the live stream at the same time. She, to me, the way she was deep throating the quip, not a sponsor of the podcast, but we'll take a free toothbrush. Her quip toothbrush was so deep, far back in the throat. I'm like, nobody brushes their teeth that sexual. No. It's not necessary. I can, I see that you're, I've said that she has a concave pussy for a while. It's a thin, it's a very thin, almost goes in. My vagina protrudes out like a six inch dick. It just does. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. If it's a medical condition, if I'm just more of, like you said, leaning in, more of a when you say concave person. pussy, do you mean like like very little lippage or a like internal? No, but if I just want to okay, know. Notice when she has like her like little thong hanging out. Is she so thin? That it goes in. You know what I mean? Where her, it like starts to head down that happy trail and then just tucks back. Whoa. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. I mean, listen, you know, I'm sure somebody will say, oh, now you're thin shaming her. No, I'm fucking not. But I don't need to see her vagina every day while she's deep throating a toothbrush. Oh, thin shaming. Don't you love those fuckers? Okay, okay. Skinny shaming is the same. It's not Not really the same. same. It's not the same. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yep. It's not nice to say, but it's not the fucking same. I was bullied for being too thin. Okay. You know what? In my (laughs) wildest dreams. (laughs) I had a period of time where I did not fill out and I sprouted up and I was very, very thin. And I was very Mm. self-conscious about it. I would give anything to go back in time. And pivot. My dad always said, he's like, Heather, if you ever get too thin, you're probably just fucking dying. Like some, you're like, you're ill. You need to go see someone. You need to get your platelets checked. Yeah. At no point in my life, even when I like lost, I lost like 35 pounds after college because I just quit drinking full gallons of sweet tea. Right. Didn't know. I was like, I was on the verge of type two diabetes just from the sugars. Oh, wait. But like, I lost a bunch of weight and nobody even really noticed. They were like, oh, did you like change your bronzer? I'm like, no, bitch. I'm... I've starved myself for three fucking months. So I don't even try anymore. If you're like me and adore and love your mom and want a really interesting way to stay connected, I thought this was a really cool idea. There's a company called StoryWorth. And essentially what it does is it's a way to like connect you with your loved ones in a meaningful way. It engages your family, especially with relatives. You might not get to see that often. But I thought this would be a cool idea for a Mother's Day gift. Listen, every week, StoryWorth will email your family member different story prompts, like questions you've never thought about asking, like what have been some of your greatest surprises through life or what's one of your risks riskiest things you've ever done. And then reading the week's stories are fun and it makes your family feel close. After one year, StoryWorth will then compile every answered question and photo that you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. And honestly, at the end of the year, it's so crazy like what we've been through to sit back and look at a recap of all of the things, emotional roller coasters, good, bad, just all of the life lessons you've learned through the year. Here's the thing. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need of shipping by going to storyworth.com slash absolutely and you'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash absolutely for $10 off. Give your mom the gift this year that just says, hey, I want to learn from you and I want the memories because trust me, her wisdom is worth everything. Go to storyworth.com slash absolutely for $10 off. 
Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. And Ron is driving me crazy. You know who else is driving me crazy? Tell me. I don't care. You know what? I'm going to be a fucking warrior and say it. Julianne Huff. Thank you. Her, her Instagram is just so insufferable. Heather. And, you know, all these media outlets keep posting like she and Brooks, they're quarantining apart. And then she'll like put a smiley face with little hearts in the eyes on his Instagram. And then it's like the biggest news of the day. I'm like, let me know who's still fucking alive and who's dying. Okay. Let me know who's eulogy. I need to write. I don't give a fuck about Julianne and Brooks and whether they're apart or, you know, she's doing her fucking Kinergy in her fucking garage. I'm done. The Kinergy thing has really sent me over the edge in so many ways. Now, you know this, maybe your listeners don't know this. I experienced Kinergy in the flesh. And please, I have been dying to talk to you about this. Please break it all down for me. Okay. I honestly, it's hard to even recall the events because I was on such high alert. One of my best friends is like really hooked up with Live Nation and whatever. We had like the pass of all passes. Okay. So I was walking backstage. I was passing her dressing room. Ooh. And I was not, my stomach was not okay because we've made contact. She, you know, messaged mm-hmm. me when I posted that video of her having an exorcism. And so we've made contact and things are weird. And listen, I am nothing if not a raging pussy. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm all talk, but you put me in a room with Julianne Huff and my butthole's quivering. So yeah, I was not well. I, <laughs> I can't even begin to explain what happened because I don't know what happened. There's the elements of the earth. She's talking about fire, air, water. All she does is speak in these very vague metaphors. Like she Googled (laughs) inspirational quotes about nature. Okay. And only took the short ones. Like kind of when you go to get like your car fixed and they just are kind of like, you know, the engine thingies leaking over here. Like just, they're always vague about shit. And you're like, I don't know what I need to get done. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's like, you are the earth. Air is blowing. Water is wet. The fire is burning. And I'm like, what? Yo, yo, bitch. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Why are you wearing a poly blend genie pant? And why are you going into the audience? And uh, then there was this moment where she just, she goes into the audience and she just touches people on their chest and starts crying with them. And I'm like, it's six minutes. It's not more than six and a half minutes tops. It is like you're getting just fisted in every orifice of your body to music with like a Windows PC screensaver default slideshow going on in the background. And there's flames and there's water and there's roots and we're connecting, we're dancing and we're twerking and we're dry humping and now we're crying and now we're connected and now we're spiritual. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. It's the craziest thing I have ever experienced in my life. Do you feel like it was a drive-by exorcism? You know, yeah. like you you were just standing on the corner, yeah. minding your own business. And the next thing you know, you're like earth, wind, and fire just <laughs> ripped through my organs and I'm supposed to feel something now. And now I'm twerking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm twerking in unison 
with, you right. know, a bunch of women that came from a Mervyn sale and we have right. our journals and now I'm supposed to be enlightened because I I don't understand. Her brother, Derek, has really been just trying to slowly social climb on TikTok with his girlfriend, which is like, okay. And he does these like horrific videos. And every time it shows up as like a suggested video for me, I just throw my phone across the room. I'm like, ah, Jeff, scroll for me. I can't even look. I can't. And her, her brother keeps inviting like famous TikTokers to his house to do dances, which I'm like, I don't know if that's illegal. I don't know what the situation is there, but I'm over it. No, it's a hard no. And here's the thing. I understand. Listen, I was a theater major. Let me tell you, one of my classes was called Sound and Movement. We had to be barefoot, get grounded, do this thing called the Alexander Method where you had to like move your body like a primal animal. It was, I did the weirdest fucking shit. We did this one exercise where you laid on the ground and you had to have tremors, which essentially was like a soft orgasm. Of course, I, I knew my teacher was a perv, but it was in order to like find your voice. I'm also a redneck to a sense. Like I'll go out, walk to my godmother's house four doors down, no shoes, just because I want to feel the gravel under my feet. You know what I mean? I love that for you. I don't need her to fucking tell me about getting grounded. Right. All right? Yeah, please. 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 Oh my God. Let me know when you're- sisters, they're they're to die for. (sighs) Honestly, one of my favorite bands. But yes, I just can't. It's too fucking much. I could go on all day. It's, I could go on all day. It's borderline tone deaf because it's the fact that she's using this to enlighten people without any real meat. Like it, it feels. Yeah. Hinky. At least, you know what? If she got like a religion behind it, if she's like, I'm because I know I think they're Mormon. If she's like, I'm Catholic as fuck. Right. And the Pope told me to do it. I'd be like, she's convicted. Let's go for it. You know, I don't 100%. know why I, feel like I need a religious element added to the Kennergy. Or just like some level of coherentness or like some type of, like a like a little flicker behind the eye. You know, a pulse right. would be cool. Right, 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 right. It's fucking weird. It's weird. I'm not participating. Yeah, social media, I, I'm writing this fine line of like being entertained. And then on the other end, and I'm sure you felt this, it's like everybody expects you to be entertaining all the time. And like, I only really put up videos when it speaks to me and, I, and I'm and i having a moment. And I like want to laugh at myself. Yes. But the amount of pressure that I have right now to just like put out content, I'm like, y'all, I'm not a fucking animal in a cage. Like if I want to have a day off, I'm having a fucking day off. How do you feel in that world of like entertainment? I hate the term content so much because it mm-hmm. makes me feel like a monkey at the zoo and truly my best quote unquote content will never see the light of social media probably (laughs) because it was attorneys will be calling. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I don't want when I'm with my husband or like my close friends, I don't want them to think that I'm like on all the time. You know, I like live in fear of being stripped of like authentic moments, which is why when I met you, I loved you so much because I was like, oh my God, we're like, we're doing the thing. And it's not like, hey guys, I'm with my girl, Heather McMahon. We're just having like the, do you know what I mean? Like there wasn't that element, which I think a lot of times when you meet people now in this space, everyone's like a fucking showboat, you know? And it's just annoying. It's like a bunch of dick sucking and I hate that shit. 
So, well, and that's why if you and I go to lunch and then we don't post about it, people like there's literal blogs are like, are Heather and Jackie still friends? It's like, yeah, we talk all the time. We just don't always have to put it on social media. Yeah. Because we're like sitting back and talking shit with each other. Like, and I find it to be so odd and it really like bugs the fuck out of me when you don't have real relationships and you don't really know. Yeah anything about the person and then they're the first bitch to fucking tag you like hey daggy shit like and you're like no we're not friends no right yeah <laughs> i i you know? fully agree with you i i feel like the quarantine a touch is just you know it's kind of like after like after my dad passed you really know who you want in like your survival group Fuck i've yeah. definitely had that moment of like okay who are the people in my life that i really need to check in on who are the people that i if really shit goes to a hell in a handbasket yeah. and we got to hit the bunker mm-hmm. you know we're we're in georgia we're always under a tornado watch if we got to hit the bunker right. cuz a twister's coming who do i actually want locked up in there with me yeah. you know have you felt that way at all that you're cutting ties with maybe some loose friendships <laughs> okay, Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, Jackie, I don't know if you know this, but part of my brand is being white Oprah. I'm a giver. I have a lot of, you know, foresight into the future. So I appreciate you acknowledging. I that feel I'm like Oprah. I've told somebody like completely peripheral that I think you are the next white Oprah. And I really see that for you. By the way, I typically don't fucks with people that I don't like. Like I don't make any right. effort with people that I don't like. I think that this isolation has definitely put a spotlight on that. There are people that I just straight up <laughs> don't ever need to speak to again. You know? Right. Yeah. I am the friend and this has kind of been a thing that I've, people who know me, like I call you, I like to talk on the phone. Yeah, I'm an old lady. Too. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear the inflection. Yeah. Text messages. I don't always get back to them because everybody texts me all the fucking time. And I tell them, if you want to talk to me, you fucking pick up the phone. I know. I love and that I about you because I'm bad about that. I'm not good with phone calls or FaceTime. I'm more of a texter. But I, I like and I, and calls. I respect that and appreciate that. And I feel bad. Some people are like, listen, I'm not great on the phone. I don't know what to say. I hate calling. And then I'm just like, all right. Then I put a star next to you and go literally say like Jackie Schimmel. She just wants to text. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, legit. Yeah. But I've had a couple friends who have just, you know, you get the, hey, checking in on you. I'm like, we're week six. Yeah. Right, right now. Yeah. You know, and you, bitch, you've known me since kindergarten. You pick up the phone. You pick up the phone and call because I've called you three times and you've ignored all of my FaceTimes. And now I'm getting a sad, hey, girl, I would be dead by now. They would have already <laughs> fucking buried me. You bitch. It's right. six weeks too late. Yeah. Shiva would have happened at least five and a half weeks ago. At least. How was your Passover? Oh, Passover. You know, it was. It, we it seemed intimate <laughs> from social media. It seemed like you and Andrew were just intimate as all get out. Yes. Very intimate. We normally have like kind of a wild Passover every year. Like my grandma performs with her like half dead sisters. They're all half dead at this point. They're all over the age of 90. I've got an aunt Gertie who's 103 years old. Kicking it in Calabasas. Given no fucks. And they do the most stunning rendition of Die Dianu, which unfortunately, because Gertie is half dead and so fucking old, bless her. She, you know, mid verse kind of switches up the the song choice. And then we'll do like, what's the uh, uh, let my people go. It becomes this beautiful medley of different Jewish sad songs. And we missed it this year. And I was very it was uh, upsetting. I was overwhelmed. We're Jewish, technically, 
on my mom's side, but my mom grew up Catholic. Right. So we're like non-denominational Christian at this point because we can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, let's do Passover. We're really trying to get in touch with our Jewish roots, really celebrate everything. I also felt the idea that like, I want COVID to pass over my house. Oh. So you know what I mean? Like I just need to, whatever the Jews did, like we're trying to get out of exile too. Blood of the firstborn. Well, what we did was mom tied a red ribbon on the door because we had to put something red on the door Shut on the, the house. Up. So instead of lamb's blood, we just put a red ribbon. I hope so far, so good. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But we did Easter too. And I woke up Easter morning. It was like torrential downpour here in Atlanta. And, you know, we made a brunch, but it was alarming to me the amount of people who looked like they had gone out to their country clubs in the full outfits I was like, guys, I mean, I get it. I don't have kids, so it's a different situation. Thank God. But the, the the stunting Easter photos that were on Instagram just crippled me. I couldn't get out of bed. Was I supposed to put in this much effort? Oh, you know, I, I don't know. I was overwhelmed. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, the polo shirts and the dresses mm-hmm. and the whole fucking thing. I was like, bitch, it's we're on lockdown. What you doing right. with a little Easter egg hunt? Easter is creepy, by the way. I just want to say that to you. The gimmick of Easter is fucking not the, um. what is it? The rebirth of Jesus. That's fine. Right. No. Yeah, the fact that you killed our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> uh, the gimmick. That's a jingle. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah. The eggs and the candy and the creepy uncle dressing up in the polyester bunny suit. I don't know what kind of message you people are trying to send with the hiding of the candy in a public park. I'm just saying it reads a little Megan's Law. Can I be honest with you? Couldn't agree with you more. What is that? And of course, my mom is just like, you know, today's Jesus is the reason for the season, but it's also a pagan holiday. I'm like, you bitch, you got to pick a side. You know? Yeah. I, here's the thing. We did Passover. We completely fucked it up. Didn't know you were supposed to wait till sundown. Didn't know you weren't supposed to have any, like, uh, gluten's not the term, like leaven bread. Yeah. The, I so didn't. I had like pasta for lunch. Didn't know Same. you weren't supposed to have any of that for 24 hours. Had no idea. No, the Jews fuck it up too. I mean, it, you know what the Jews do where the Easter bunny and Santa Claus and candy and cookies and milk, the Jews go the polar opposite way. It's like suffering of the firstborn. And you're like six <laughs> sitting with your cousins and you're like, well, I'm the first child. So like what this feels very graphic for a family holiday. Like maybe it's right. better to do the hippity hop, pop, pop over to the Easter bunny. You know what I mean? Because right. I don't want to let fictitious Elijah to come in and drink wine with me because that's not sending a great message either. Locusts. Is the Manischewitz the brand of wine or just like the type of like the religious word for the wine? No, it's the brand. Okay. Because I was like, are we supposed to drink Manischewitz? And then my sister and I got in this argument and all we had was Whispering Angel Rosé. So I was just like, that's better. We're drinking Whispering Angel at Passover. I don't know what it has an angel in it. It's whispering, hopefully sending us blessings. Like I didn't know what the fuck to do. Manischewitz is like Jewish scissor. It's disgusting. It's like NyQuil. It's like Robitussin. (laughs) It's disgusting. Just know that. We had the brisket. We didn't do a Kugel. We had the bitter apples and, you know, the the matzah and all that. And my mom was like, I mean, I'm Jewish, but I don't know what the hell we're doing. I was like, all right, Robin, figure it out. (laughs) Teach their own. I love that you tried. Yeah. We try. We really tried. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you going to do? And then my aunt sent me a message online. and was like, we're not Jewish. I'm like, yes, your grandmother was Jewish. You are Jewish. I'm sorry. You have decided to block out your entire family history, but that is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you know, Irish, Italian Catholics from Boston that have to figure some shit out. I'm like, y'all, 
Call Grandma Silver and figure some shit out. Oh, yeah. I know the type. I love it. Have you had any self-reflective moments since being locked up raw? Like, have you learned anything about yourself during this time that you're could be maybe a little ashamed of? Oh, so many things. I don't really know where to begin, (laughs) but let's just start with what matters. And that's my aesthetic. I have realized that I have gone 30 years thinking that I am a snack and a half and she's not as pretty as she thought she was. You know, when you're speaking of snacks, I feel like that snack, you know, when you're in kindergarten and you get the little piece of celery with the peanut butter and, mm. and the, the raisins to make it uh, look like a little caterpillar. That snack was the grossest snack. Yeah, ants on a log. I feel like an ant on a log. Nobody yeah. liked the snack. It wasn't ever filling you up. It, I hate fucking like raw celery like that. Nobody enjoyed it. My face is ants on a log. Mine is like a fucking expired Lunchable with mold growing on the turkey slices. Like I wake up every morning and I've got hoods, but for days, you know what I mean? So right. like the biggest dick energy you'll find in the Western hemisphere. However, right. I think that maybe the excess personality has been like a long repercussion of just thinking I'm a lot cuter than I actually am. Well, I think you and I both deal with a syndrome that it's kind of sensitive to talk about, but it's being overly confident. Totally. I've always gone through my life thinking I've got this shit's popping. Let's roll. Totally. And then when my last eyelash extension fell off, I got, I got a message online. Some girl sent me a message the other day and she goes, I just want you to know you're my favorite, but I really miss your lashes. <laughs> too, bitch. Like I could tell she was sad when she wrote it. Yeah. She's like, looking at you isn't the same. And I said, fair enough. You know? No. Fair enough. I mean, it's totally fair. I feel the same way about myself. I mean, it's just, it's a harsh realization. I mean, obviously still personality for days, but just when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, when did I become Reagan from the exorcist? Pre-piss on the floor. Mm -hmm. My hair is disgusting. It could snap in half. My face. Is it because it's dry? I know you've always had that a little bit on the drier side. Just just slightly on the drier side. Remember (laughs) when we FaceTimed a few weeks ago and I was trying to do loose beachy waves (laughs) and you caught me in a slippery moment because you FaceTime bombed me without any type of pre-warning and you had- sorry. Real fucking rude. You had to see what was going on. And I was like, oh, I was trying to give myself beach waves. And you looked at me, you go, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Honestly, it was just because it, it was real flat at the top because you like to wear your hair back. You got that like Jew kink. So yeah. It was just real flat up top and then went to a hard crunch. Yeah. And I just felt like we needed a finger wave it a little softer. There needed to be a blending and there was no blending. No, I can't finger wave. I have to literally slick. I have to get my, the root of my hair, my hairline sopping wet, like hose myself down. Then I have to get like a boar's head. What is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Turkey. Are you talking about deli meat? Yeah. Both like a round brush with the boar bristles. And I have to fucking, I mean, I have snapped more brush handles than you will ever know in your lifetime. Slicking (laughs) it back. To all heaven. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then I have to get an aerosol of hairspray and spray this shit down like you've never yeah. seen. And that's how I see, get my, this. My hair is so, I'm going to just take it out for the zoom so you can see it. See, it looks okay right now, but I need you to see if I, I go from, cause I'm so not naturally a blonde. Yeah. I go from 
you know, ooh, Farrah Fawcett moment to full-blown meth head trailer park. Yeah. Daddy's been in jail because he diddled the cousin. Look very quickly. I could be a cast member on Ozark and they haven't called me once, you know, with a casting note. So it's gotten bad real quick here. I do have a good texture, which I'm grateful for. Oh, but I'm please, afraid yeah. all this shit's just going to start breaking off. No, it is bouncy. It is shiny. It's actually really irritating me that you just whip that down <laughs> and it looks like that. Because let me tell you something. Guess who spent an hour and a half doing this? Do you see that? It doesn't Can even. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. It's it's. <laughs> It's disgusting. You can't have it all. It's awful. No, you can't. And I told you this, Jackie. You have beautiful eyes, a banging body. Thanks. You know, Brilla pad hair. It is what it is. I've got good hair, perfect face, you know, but I I carry an extra 40 pounds. That's on God. It is what it is. Okay, speaking of Imrata, she did, you know, the, the Vogue 73 questions. I want you to go back and watch her do her 73 questions of her downtown apartment in LA. Okay. That's, this was like six years ago. This is when I knew she and I just weren't going to vibe because it was so dead behind the eyes in her, in her interview. And I'm like, 73 questions, those little YouTube videos are so fun. Like you can be so silly with it. They never are though, because they're all fucking boring. Yeah, actually, you're right. They aren't. They aren't. They're all terrible. Emma Stone was the only person who had like a good one. Right. And decent, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just decent. But I remember Emrata going through her apartment and she's like, this is my artwork. This is where I sleep. I was like, fucking just take this microphone cord, tie it tightly around my neck. I'm done. I can't. (laughs) No, totally. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch it. I've never seen it. But see, that's the thing though. I've said it since the beginning. Stay in your lane. Yes. You don't get it all. She's got this sick ass bond, deep eyes, no personality. And you're not going to get everything. You just don't. No, but you know, I'm sick and tired of pretending she's Gloria Steinem. We could do without that. <laughs> yeah, it's like her feminist movement. I'm sorry. And, and trust me, someone is going to be say, you guys are the fucking problem. And I'm going to go, fine. You're probably maybe. right. <laughs> I'll take that on the chin, but I'm not on my soapbox you know, yeah. preaching something that I don't follow. So I, I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Jesus. Kill me. You know, this whole fucking quarantine, other than the fact that, you know, we're losing loved ones, people are dying and we're in a fucking global pandemic. Right. It's given me more time to just sit on the couch and really just boil up some hate for people on the internet. And doesn't it feel good though? Because everyone's like, you should live with love. And like, you know what? It's a natural reaction and we should really celebrate it, accept it and just learn how to deal with it. You know, it also bonds people. Yeah, it does. And- I don't know. Am I going to come out of this a better person? No, probably not. (laughs) I mean, self-improvement is for pussies. (laughs) Self-improvement is for pussies. And, you know, us having to be proactive and get a million things done a day. I've been asked to join 65 fucking fitness challenges. Mm -mm. I said, y'all, the only reason I'm exercising is because one, I don't know if my wedding's going to be pushed. So I'm like, I guess I got to do something. So I'm not way behind. Right. But also it's just to curb the crippling anxiety. It's not because I'm going to lose weight. It's just, if I sweat that 35 minutes takes my mind off the fact that, you know, we might all die. Right. Yeah. It's a distraction. It's something to fill the days. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want a six pack after this. I'm never going to have a fucking six pack. Listen, I'm skinny. I'm a skinny bitch. But everything, Mm -hmm. I'm not fit. I'm not a, I'm not crop top weather. I'll never be in a crop top. I wear a one piece. I'm skinny, but I wear a one piece. You know what I mean? I'm just, 
not trying to firm up too much. And I hear you on that. It's like, I just want to be, you know, comfortable. I just do the jean check every like three to four days. I put them on. I don't leave them on. I put them on, do a seat. Okay, I can still sit. I'm going to make six dirty martinis. Yeah, fuck jeans, by the way. I'm wearing jean shorts. I'm wearing like for the first time in six weeks. It hurts. It's crunchy. Yeah, it's very crunchy. (laughs) I find though that I think I'm going to come out of this slightly healthier. Well, I, I will be a raging alcoholic, but in the sense that I'm cooking at home. Right. I'm like being forced to eat essentially clean ingredients. Even right. if it is homemade pimento cheese, it's still something I made and it doesn't have chemicals that somebody else put in it. Totally. I'm with you on that. You're your own fucking Martha Stewart over there. You're cooking seven course meals, desserts, de leches. Like what's your go-to thing that you've been making? I make everything. Now, shockingly enough, I'm actually a really, really fucking good cook because my first year, my short stint in college, I dropped out of all my academic classes because I was like, listen, I'm not taking writing advice from a community right. college professor with blue eyeliner and acid wash denim, Mrs. Bartley. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get out your red pen and live a lie. So I'm dropping out of your fucking class. So I enrolled in all culinary classes. And to get off the Lexapro, I started cooking because I found chopping to be very therapeutic while I was homesick. So I cooked like a motherfucker all day, every day, freshman year of college. Really? Yes. Wow. I Yeah. I, I don't even think I've actually said that publicly, but that's what I did. So I cook all the time because I just, I like to chop. I find it to be enjoyable. It relaxes me. I got a TV in the kitchen. I pop on a vintage Real Housewives marathon and I will chop cilantro like my life fucking depends on it. So I love that. Yes. So I've been like getting experimental. Let me tell you why I'm going to divorce Andrew. Yesterday, Okay. I was like, I'm going to make like crunchy shrimp tacos. Like I'm going to fry the shrimp. I'm going to do a cabbage slaw. I'm going to make a Baja sauce. I'm going to roast some vegetables with cilantro, with a chimichurri, some pepitas, like really go into town. Okay. And I don't know when I'm really enjoying myself, I try not to ever put it on Instagram. So I was like really going for it last night. Now I made a Baja sauce. I fried shrimp. I didn't make the tortillas. I made a cabbage slaw. I roasted vegetables. I made a chimichurri. And I pickled shallots and I serve up my meal and Andrew looks at me and says, oh, no rice and beans. And I wanted to take my fucking knife and just jam it through his trachea like this motherfucker. He's like, well, will you normally make like two sides? You said, no, the side is a fucking pickled shallot and pepitas, you dumb shit. I like I slammed my plate down and walked out of the room to get, and then he's like, no, babe, I just, I saw rice. And I was like, don't fucking speak to me. Don't fucking speak to me. And then I had to take him through the amount of effort that I just put in to the condiments alone. I'm like, by the way, I spent more time pickling these fucking shallots than you've done anything all fucking week. You lackluster fuck. Like I started getting real crazy. (laughs) Dude, I hear you. I've been dealing with that a little bit with like the parenting of our new puppy. Right. Like Jeff just undoes everything that I do. Yes. And then he'll say that I'm like a helicopter mom. I'm like, no, because you don't do a thorough fucking job. Mm -hmm. When the dog gets up out of the crate, immediately it has to go out into the grass. It has to learn that that is the schedule. That is the system. Right. You can't put it on the bed and then wonder why I just took a fat dump by your head. Right. Okay. I'm fucking done. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. 
It's a lot. Fuck. Fuck them. It's a lot. I'll tell you one thing that I did. I, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world, but I, I learned how to like pickle red onions. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of like the slaws. I need all the tacos. Pickled red onion, just having it on hand will change your life. Ugh. It makes me feel like I have an elevated meal. Yeah, and I just, you know, you can get some mason jars and then I put a little label on it and I feel like a real fucking woman of the world. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? On that note, it's like, <laughs> here's a deal. We're going to get through this. We're going to yes. keep pickling pepitas and yeah. and living our best life. And I, I feel grateful that I have you in my life to really have an honest A to B conversation about what's really happening behind closed doors in quarantine. Yeah. Because for all the other fuckers out there who are just making TikToks and, Top you know, organizing filter. your closet. Mm-hmm. I'm over here taking anti-inflammatory medicines because my eczema's reared its ugly head. Yeah. And crying in the corner because I fought with my mom. That's, it is what it is. Yeah. I totally understand. My rosacea flare-up is at a 10 all day, every day. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the quarantine acne is unbelievable. Yeah. I've got scratches all over from this new fucking puppy. It is what it is. When do you think, and I'll leave you on this, when do you think we're going to get let out? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, the hypothetical May 15th, at least for Los Angeles, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be June. Yeah. I do. I think you're right. I mean, I'm in the state of Georgia and we're supposed to open up this weekend. And you know, it's bad when Trump is like, I actually think camp, that's a terrible idea. Like our governor is a fucking idiot. Like a literally fucking politics idiot. aside. Yeah. yeah. Idiot. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. He really wants the bowling alleys to open up, which my theory is how much money, how much stake do you have in the bowling alley game? Or do you have dead bodies buried in these bowling alleys and you got to keep laundering that money on top of it to keep the dead bodies under the floorboards, you know? Well, first of all, bowling is not like a go-to hot activity. (laughs) Secondly, bowling requires so much communal balls and fingers and touching and shoes. And and I don't understand why that would be a pressing reopen. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I will, I'll sometimes watch the bowling classics on ESPN and there's oh. never been a top champion from Georgia. So I don't think he's getting a lot of hot pressure from the Bowling Association of the South. There's just, I got a lot of questions and maybe, <laughs> maybe what I take out of quarantine is I should run for something political. Maybe I come back, I become that big time, huge Kevin Hart level comedian. Yeah. And then I come back and uh, I run for governor. Just going to say it. I mean, that would be fucking unbelievable for you. And in the meantime, Jackie, I hope you can get a handle on that hair. I can't. I'm going to start wearing wigs. I literally thought two weeks ago, I'm like, I'm just going to shave my fucking head and call it a day. There's nothing I can do. This took me two hours. I'm going to send you a picture privately of what it okay. looks like when it's soaking wet out of the shower. You will cry. You will cry. Never seen anything like it. Andrew's got a great head of hair. So maybe if y'all have kids, it'll there's still be some sort of balance. I fucking hope so. Because we are fucked if they get my hair. Listen, we're fucked in general, but I love you. I adore you. (laughs) Thank you you for coming on the Absolutely Not podcast. As always, you guys can find Jackie on her famous podcast, The Bitch Bible, where you do another level of bitching. You know, it's just the next level. It's it's a lot. Brace yourself. Doesn't always land well. (laughs) Hey, guess what? My life never does. Uh, Love you, mean it. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Absolutely Not podcast. Perfection. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.